This show is sponsored by Cocoon Weaver. Hi, Clubbers. We've written a book. It's called Have You Tried This? It's out on February the 15th, 2024, and it's by Welbeck Publishing. It has chapters on confidence, on self-love, on relationships, on boundaries. Work-life balance, calm, physical health. It's a one-stop shop for self-care. It's available right now on pre-order. Be the first to get your copy. Link is in our show notes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Self Care Club. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. How are you this week? What are you doing for your self care, Lauren Mishcon? Are you doing anything? Come on, surprise us, amaze us. I was really doing quite well in January. And this week, you know, I've got to keep it real. I feel like I've been failing a little. I do. I have been indulging in revenge bedtime procrastination. (gasps) That's not good. It's not good. What, what is the FAIL acronym? First attempt in learning. This is very far from my first attempt in learning. This is a lifetime habit. There's another one, first attempt in learning. The anyway, trouble is that when I do this revenge bedtime procrastination thing, it leads into other bad habits. So then because I'm up yeah. so late, I'm then like snacking late. And then because I'm going up to bed so late, I'm like not washing my face you know, it has a knock-on effect. Then I'm tired the next day. And then because I'm tired the next day, I want to eat a bit more the next day to keep myself. And so it kind of becomes this horrible, vicious circle. I get it. But, but in the spirit of this week's show of self-love slash self-compassion, because I think the two are quite intertwined, I'm cutting myself some slack from last week because it was a really busy week. Like on Wednesday, for example, we were recording all day. Then we went home and had a meeting on Zoom, and then we did another podcast yeah, for someone else's show. Yeah, we were half past six. Yeah, so... You know, I, like normal people. Yeah, like normal people do. <laughs> and I had Josh's birthday, and I've had his party, and so it's it's felt every day there's been a lot on. And we recorded the audiobook last week. And we recorded that was two the audiobook. Days in town. Yeah, so I think because I had so much less time in the day, I was making up for it at night, hence why I was up late. So... I have decided that as of last night, actually, firstly, I'm not going to beat myself up about that because that was what I needed to do to get through the week. But now I haven't got such a manic week. I am going to make changes. So last night I went to bed at half past 10. That's practically afternoon time for me. And I am, I washed my face properly. And this week I am going to look after myself much better. I actually think you've given a great example about self-love versus versus self-destruction and how the two can actually be very interlinked, which we're going to talk about later. So this is a really great example to have at the top of the show because we'll probably keep coming back to it when we're trying to, I don't know, unpick the whole Mm. self-love thing. Mm. Um, I also haven't been brilliant with my self-care. Well, we've had the same week last week. It was busy for both of us. So mine is yours is the late bedtimes. Mine is sugar. Okay. So I turn to sugar because um, I'm feeling a bit more, I don't know. It's just like a rebellious thing. Mm. And also, to be honest, I blame Malteser because they brought out the Easter bunnies. The Malteser Easter bunny is your sugar nemesis because you just uh, love those so much. Only the large ones. Yeah. I I, I have decided yeah. I am not safe around them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that about Terry's chocolate orange. but I know not- they have brought out Terry's chocolate orange mini eggs. Oh God, I sorry wish you to, hadn't told sorry me that. Sorry to tell you that, but they have. Because I'll be buying those today. Um, so so once I eat sugar, I can't, st- I binge on sugar. I can't, oh, yeah. st- I can't get enough of Ollie's it. Ollie's the like, same. It's it like sets crack. a wheel in motion, Ollie's right? The same. So then I can't stop. So then what happens is I then feel shit and I feel sluggish and I don't want to exercise and then I don't sleep properly and then I get a bit of a headache and then I'm taking Nurofen and... Vicious circle. Vicious circle. So... I've decided as of today, mm-hmm. again, like you, I'm not eating sugar. I just, I cannot sniff it, go near it enough. No, okay. just no. And I'm back to eating well. I'm back to training well. I'm back to hydrating well and doing the things that make me feel good so that I can function better. I did go to Pilates this morning though. How was it? It was all right don't really like it that much do you um I didn't love this teacher okay so I'm not training my sister's a Pilates teacher I really love her style of teaching and I get used to her style of teaching so when I change it up for something else 
There is another teacher actually at my gym who I really like. Um, so I will go back to her class. But I do. I like training my sister mm. if I'm going to do Pilates. She's a very good Pilates teacher. Yeah, she is. So so that's my self-care. Okay. Nice. Um, I'm listening to my body. Okay. I'm trying to be more loving to my body. Yeah. And it does need Pilates. Okay. I think mine does too. When I'm allowed to go back, I'll, yeah. I'll go back. So that's me. That's that's leads us nicely into what we're talking about this week, which so, is self-love. Because it's February. It's Valentine's. It's all about the love. And what we like to do is bring the focus back to the most important in your life, you. The most important in your life? The most important person in your life? That's what I said. You didn't. You didn't say the word person. Yeah, I did. I swear you didn't. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. We will find out <laughs> when I edit it. <laughs> Won't we? We will. It was like the word just went. Or my hearing it's did. It's very possible. Or my hearing did. It's both are just as possible. Now I'm doubting myself. Now I'm doubting my hearing. Anyway. I'll guarantee it was me. The evidence I'll, will show. I'll guarantee it was me because do you want to hear how my day started? I basically booked a yoga class this morning for seven o'clock. Yeah. And when I went onto the timetable as I was walking into the gym, because I wanted to check what other time yoga classes there were this week it then said that the there was a pilates class in the studio at the same time so then i checked go wait back on the app to check my booking and it said yeah yoga 7 a.m in the same studio so then i went into the class and i said to the woman is this a yoga class she goes no it's pilates i said but i've booked yoga so she goes well it's pilates in here and they only ever do it in the same studio so then she said let me see on the app so i showed her my booking I had just looked at it and she said, yes, you're booked in for Pilates. And I said to okay. her, it's 7am on a Sunday, on a Monday morning. This is not a good start to the week. I mean, I'd say the fact that you're standing in a gym at 7am on a Monday morning is a good start to the week because 7am on a Monday morning, I can't even like, I haven't even got my contact lenses in. So uh, you're winning already. You're Thanks. there. Thanks. It's fine. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Um, anyway... Self-love. We've written a whole book about self-care. It's coming out so soon. Yeah. Blink and it'll be ready. In 10 days. And you can get it on pre-order, but like in 10 days you'll be able to actually get it and it will be on your doorstep the next morning. And how thrilling is that? People have asked me. Yeah. Once they've pre-ordered it, yeah. does the book just arrive on the 15th? Correct. The morning does of the it? 15th. Yeah. Yes. It comes on the day it comes out. Does it? Yeah. How nice. Let's start at the top. What is self-love? Well, self-love is defined as regard for one's own happiness. Okay. Which is in its simplest of forms. Yes. Isn't it? Yes. Um, and considering we have written a whole chapter on it, we're not going to go into what's in the chapter. But we do talk about um, what self-love is, how to curate more of it for yourself. And then we go into certain practices, yeah. which we then talk about the benefits, the steps involved and our own experiences. And that's how each chapter works. So before you kind of, you know, put a puke emoji in your mind, oh, self-love, it sounds a bit blur. It's it's a very simple thing. It just means... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why, why, why? <laughs> why? Why do you feel, because I because when we were writing the chapter on self-love, yeah. you were a bit like, oh, this is so cheesy and oh, this is so... Because I think the phrase itself has connotations of something... Um, maybe a bit indulgent, maybe a bit narcissistic, maybe a bit too, it sounds quite hippie woo woo. Oh, I'm just all about the self-love. But when you break it down, what, what it actually is, it's none of those things. It just means taking care of your own needs, not sacrificing your well-being to please others, not settling for less than what you deserve. Yes. Those things are solid, tangible, good things. Important. Yeah, they're really important. Why is it important? Because it helps you create a better relationship with yourself. Yeah. And you are the most important person in your life. Um, and it builds a self-trust, a self-respect. And those things are vital in order for you to go through the world in a healthy, balanced, secure way with self-esteem right and how you relate to yourself is how you relate to everything 
and every one. If you walk around the world feeling angry, then that will give out a lot of anger and you will get a lot of anger back. Mm. So how you are feeling about yourself and who you are is what you are going to give off. And that is what you are going to get back at you. So if you're coming from a place of compassion and love and self-belief and trust, then those things are going to be mirrored back to you and life is going to be a lot more fulfilling. I also think that if you are going through life with self-esteem and self-respect and self-regard, you are not going to tolerate less than that from others. So you're not going to be in a vulnerable position where someone can come into your life and treat you badly and you accept that because you feel that's all you deserve. You yeah. know your worth. Yeah. You know how you deserve to be treated and you will have limits. And I think that's very important. And it all, it all like we're using the different words of self-esteem and self-belief and self-trust, but it all comes from this central place of self-love, mm. right? Mm. And all the words, they're kind of, they're interchangeable and they all really do mean a very similar thing with a very similar energy. Mm. Absolutely. Don't they? Yeah. And it, it has all of them, they all come under the umbrella of self-care. Yes. Because you are caring for yourself. You are looking after yourself. And that doesn't just mean, you know, cutting out the sugar or going to bed earlier. It actually means implementing the boundaries and have that self-belief that allows you to move through the world in a, in a solid way. I'll tell you what I was thinking about this morning when I was thinking about this show. And it sounds really kind of on the surface, really silly, but I realized it had a bit of a deeper meaning for me. I realized that if I ever go to the hairdresser or ever go anything in the sort of beauty field and someone is doing something for you or to you, I, I'm always kind of surprised and reminded how gently they do it. Like after you have your hair washed at the hairdressers and they're brushing it through and they do it really gently so they don't pull on your hair or like pull the knots. I'm always like, oh, it's fine. It doesn't hurt. Just do it. Just get on with it, you know. And I've realized I'm not gentle enough with myself. And then I'm always surprised how gentle other people can be with me. And then, you know, you watch like makeup tutorials and then the women are putting their blusher on and it's like so gentle and soft and slow the way they put it on their cheek. And I'm like, dip it in the pot, scrub it on my face. And I think that it sounds very shallow and surface, but I think I, there is a bit of that that I need to kind of learn. Mm. Like, yes, be a little more loving, go a little slower, be a little more gentle with yourself. Wow. It's a good thing. And yeah. this morning, after this very hectic week that we've had, and this week is a quieter week, uh, it was like seven o'clock. You were standing in a Pilates studio. Do you know what I was doing? Making apple compote. And I stood at the stove and I stirred the apples. And that was all I did. Had a cup of tea and made apple compote. And I thought this is... Why are you making apple compote? Because I had some apples that were not quite crunchy enough to be eaten and definitely not fit for the bin. And I thought I'm going to make apple compote because it's yummy and it's great in Greek yogurt and the kids will eat it and I'll eat it. And it's not wasteful and it's easy to make. I thought this is like a nice, mindful, loving, slow way to I start the day. even think of that I know but I wouldn't think about standing in a Pilates so studio at 7am but then I'm like yeah you should think of that and you know what I just as you're saying it I, I immediately go to the place of well you should think of those things and you shouldn't put them in the bin and why don't you do those like that inner narrative popped up immediately that I don't do something that is a really nice thing that you're doing but I'm immediately beat myself up for not doing that and I'm only aware of it now because we're talking about it yeah but it was just a real moment of go slow, go a little slower. That's what's good for me. That's what keeps me present and mindful and calm and sane. And like just on a physical level, when you're rushing, rushing, constantly rushing, running up three flights of stairs, because why would you walk it? You're stimulating all the vagus nerve and you're basically putting your body into this whole fight or flight mm. thing. Your body thinks there's an mm. emergency happening. Mm. And the whole emergency is I'm going upstairs to put some laundry in the cupboard. So My stop. friend said to me last night, we were sitting on the couch and she's had a terrible time of it recently. Her husband is, wasn't well. He's much better now. 
And she said to me, you cannot underestimate the power of just feeling calm. Mm. Because when you don't have it and mm. when you are robbed of that calm, mm. you realize how important it is. And it's only then that you realize how important it is when you don't have it. Yes. And it's so true. Yes. But for you having that hour this morning to exercise and stretch and move, and for me to have that 20 minutes to just stand completely mindlessly stirring a pot, I need that to set me up for the day. So the day is calm and smooth and I feel centered and you need the same. And it's completely opposite almost in what it is that we need, but it's important. And I do think that is self-love. And I do think that is what, what do I need now? What am I doing for myself? It's not a big thing. Neither of those things are huge things, but they're important. But how is the apple compote for you? Or are you talking about just the mindful energy of standing there, not doing anything else apart from stirring? Precisely that. Right. Standing in the kitchen, peeling apples, being completely present. There's no like radio on. I'm not scrolling my phone. I'm not watching the TV. All I'm doing is standing there alone, peeling, chopping, stirring. I heard it. this amazing saying yesterday and it said, if you're always feeling angry, you're living in the past. If you're always feeling stressed, you're living in the future. You are only happy when you're in the present. I really think that's true. I, I thought really that was amazing. I really think that's true. So do I. Yeah. And that's why I love exercising because I'm present. Mm. And the times when I don't have a good workout mm. is when I'm distracted interesting, or I'm on my phone or something's pinging or something's going off or I'm talking to loads of people in the gym and I always come away feeling unsatisfied because I haven't had a good workout and I swear it's because it's taking me out of the present. Mm. I always felt like that when I was at births because you can only be in the moment that you're in and obviously women giving birth you're you're most present because you can only deal with one contraction at a time and I felt it kept me very present. But that saying of you can only be the you can only be at the moment you're in mm. is true anywhere mm. because you can only be yeah in the moment that you're in tomorrow is never going to come yeah because the minute tomorrow comes you're in the present again and you're worried about the next day you're worried about what happened yesterday yeah 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 so okay so that's really interesting isn't it that already this version of or this idea of self love there's a lot linked to being mindful staying present. And doing the things that keep you there. Well, just trying to be instinctive about what it is that you need for you in that minute or that day or that hour. But I want to talk well, how do you think your um your where your where do you sit on the scale of self-love? So if zero is you have no self-love at all, and ten is you know, you are like bouncing off the walls with self-love and doing everything for yourself and making sure that your, all your needs are attended to? Like, where do you sit? I mean, I'm definitely not like my own biggest hype woman, but I definitely have a healthy dose of self-respect and self-esteem. My self-compassion could perhaps be a little higher, but I certainly feel yeah. like... Do you think they're the same? They're not I, they're quite I, the same, are I, they? I don't think they're quite the same because I'm I'm certainly not someone who would allow myself to be treated badly, walked over because I don't feel I deserve better. I feel very solid in that. I'm not always massively kind to myself. I will put myself behind definitely the children. But I'd say it's healthy. It could do with a little improvement, but I'd say it's healthy. I'm probably mm. at about, I'd say I'm at about a seven. Mm. Where mm. are you? Yeah, I mean, I make sure that my needs are seen to and that I really look after myself physically mm. um I could probably do looking after myself a bit better mentally that's not to say I don't feel I feel mentally unbalanced I don't but a bit like you like I like I said about the apple compot I think I've got a really nasty dialogue in a dialogue that needs addressing more than I address it mm. but I use it sometimes as a bit of a motivational driver but it's not in the healthiest of ways I was about to say I think some of that ties in with your you have quite a competitive nature and I think maybe it's partly that. I don't have that. I'm just not interested in competing with anybody. But maybe it's partly that. It's like, I can do that. Yes, I can do that too. I can do that better. I can do that faster. No, it's no, it's not. That's not it. I don't have that. That's not it. That's That wasn't what that was. No, I know that's not what that was. But you definitely have a competitive nature. It's in you to compete. But only to myself. Yeah, but that's fine. 
not to anyone else. And it's only in the things that I'm interested in. Yeah. <laughs> so if I have no interest in it, mm. I, I ain't competitive because mm. I don't care. So I have to care. Mm. Um, but it helps me. Yeah. It does help me. I never ever it used It drives to... you. I wouldn't say that. I think that's more the word. I'm actually not competitive. I'm very driven. But I can also be a real cow to myself. I really can give myself a hard time. And I don't need to. You don't need no, to. None of us need to. No. None of us need no. to. Um, so what are the downsides of self-love? Well, I think people in your life who are used to you always putting them first might not like you making a shift towards putting yourself first. Yeah. I think... And it can be a lonely place. When you decide that you want more self-love or more boundaries or more of this work, when you decide you want to step into this because you don't feel happy or for whatever reason, um, and you go on this self-care, self-improvement, self-love journey, whatever word you want to put on it, um, people might not understand the shift because they're used to you showing up in a certain way, right? Mm. They're used to you always saying yes, always being there mm. at the drop of the hat. And all mm. of a sudden you're like, well, no, I can't do that mm. because I actually want to do something for myself. Yeah. That could throw them off. Yeah. And they might not like that. So my next question is, where's the line between selfish and self-love? Can self-love tip into being selfish? And what is the line? Oh, I think that's such an interesting question. Right. So I have a friend and I have known her since we were very young and she always has this isn't an adult thing or a new thing or a decision that she made she has always since we were primary age children unashamedly put herself her needs her wants her desires first she's always been like that down to like what penny sweets you were buying it was always her who decided what she wanted and, and I remember her always talking about self-love love yourself all of this when does so that it was always under the banner of self-love very much so. Very much so. But when does that tip into selfishness? When do you go... Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Would you and your group of friends have called her selfish in the past? Have you found her to be selfish? <sighs> I sometimes do perceive it as a little selfish because, and this is only from my perception... There doesn't seem to be any uh, desire to sacrifice any of her wants or needs in favour of anyone else's. I'm first, me first, everything else second. But if you said to her, oh, I really need a favour mm. and she was doing something else, mm. would she always do that something else or would she help you out? Oh, Okay. I don't know. Okay. Honestly, okay. I, I don't know. Is she know. someone that you've been able to rely on over the years? I haven't necessarily needed to rely on her. Well, you haven't. And she wouldn't or be. Or you haven't. Or I haven't, but she wouldn't be my go-to. Because? Because I would, because I wouldn't um, completely trust that she would be open to that. I'm sure, I'm sure she would if I really needed it. But she wouldn't be my first port of call. You know, but 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 my question is, is that a bad thing or is actually that a, is that a great way to live your life? I'm important. I matter. I put my needs first. That's how this is. That's my boundary. Here I am. I mean, maybe I, it's wonderful. I think there is such a fine line that that line is almost invisible and impossible to see between self-love and selfish. It's impossible because in order to create some self-love or to create more self-care for yourself, you have to be selfish. You have to put your needs first. I think the word selfish is... It's it, a very negative word. It's very negative, yeah. but all it means is that you are doing something for yourself. Mm. So it's just got a bad rap, a bad branding, bad connotation attached to it. How would you feel if someone described you as selfish? Because I would feel deeply, deeply uncomfortable and really upset. I would feel so offended, mm. so offended and upset. Yeah. Because I identify as someone who has a lot of self-love, 
a lot of boundaries and I strive to be a good, solid friend and someone that you can rely on. Yeah. I like to be, I like to think that the people in my life, if they are going through a difficult time and they need something, that I would be one of their first phone calls. I'm not a big fan. I, I, I struggle with selfish. I struggle so with So do it. I. Yeah. So do I. But I guess that's what we're talking about. Like what is selfish and what is necessary in order for us to survive this messy, chaotic life that we all live. And do you think if you really go deep into this whole self-love thing, you can get yourself into a selfish rut? Or you yes. can yes. And you can say, well, it's all about my self-love and it's all because I'm prioritizing myself and I'm really important and I need to love myself right now. But actually you're just being a bit unreliable and selfish. How do we avoid I that? No, I have noticed that when... People I know in the past say they're going through a difficult time and they start going to therapy and they start getting the trying to get themselves back on their feet. There is a period of time where that is true, a period of time where they have to learn, they have to flex their boundary muscles, their self-love muscles. And sometimes that means in order to learn where how to do that, they have to appear as what society deem as selfish. And I say that because it is what society deem as selfish in a woman. Do you think it's sometimes a protective tool? Like people who have had a very difficult time or they've been through grief or trauma or something and they put this kind of self-love in place as a kind of protective boundary. I think it's a learning process and mm. I think it takes time to find that balance. And at first it can always be, especially when I'm coaching my clients around it, the, the first times are always very clunky. Mm. Because you haven't learned how to do it gracefully yet. Mm. And it, that takes time. Mm. It's like when a when a baby starts to walk, mm. it's exactly the same. It They fall over a bit sometimes and they bang into things a bit sometimes. And it just takes, practice makes perfect, right? Mm. So mm. now I don't think people would say for me that I, that I am selfish in my self-love. But I deeply prioritize my needs because I have to. Because mm. I can't function in this world if I don't. And I'm okay with that. And the, the people that are not okay with it, it's just not my problem. And something else I've learned, that my needs matter too. Your needs matter too. Anyone that's listening to this, your needs matter too. Well, we they all matter as much as each other. We had this so at Christmas, didn't we? When it was like someone said, remember, it's actually your Christmas day too. Yes. And like a light bulb went off of me. I was like, Oh Anna, my Anna God, was it, it Anna? I was yeah. like, oh my God. It's my Christmas You're day right. too. It's also Christmas day for me, not yeah. just for the kids yeah. and everyone else. Yeah. So with that said, I only have a certain amount of time to invest in the relationships outside of that. Mm. So because my needs matter and because my children's needs matter and my husband's needs and I have a job and a house and all the busy elements to my life, I have a small amount of time for the people that I love outside of it, of how I want to show up in that, which is all encompassing. I want to show up as much as I can, but I can only do that for a small amount of people. Mm. And that's been a learning for me. And that's been difficult because I've wanted to extend that to more people, but I can't. So I guess that's where I'm learning what that boundary is and who is in that space for me and who isn't. Mm. And the people outside of that space, I still love them. I still care about them. I just don't have the capacity to show up in the way that I want to as that full, reliable, solid friend. I get it. I get it. Totally. And that's because my needs matter too. Let's cut to a break and come back and talk a little more. This week we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long, daunting task super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. 
Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play and the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. So we've always done a month of self-love in February. We've practiced self-love many times over many Februaries, haven't we? There was one self-love. I think it was the first time we practiced self-love. I remember sitting in my bedroom, putting candles around me in a circle. Yes. Lighting them. But then I can't remember what I did in the circle. Do you remember what we did? Yes. I think we had to write ourselves a love affirmation or something about a bath. Like we did a whole week of self-love and then at the end it was to have this bath with candles and say loving affirmations. And then we had this thing of we were going to have the bath together. And you were like, I'm not bathing with you. That's right. That was what we That's had right. To do. Well, we did. And we did a week of, well, we did a week of self-love and then it, the following year we did a month of self-love. Yeah. Um, so we've done, we've done love languages. Yeah. In February. We've done a, a month of self-love. We've done comparison that came into it. We've done vabbing. Who could forget vabbing? Uh, being, being your, your own, own best, best friend. friend. That was a nice week. A great, great practice. Taking yourself out on a date because why should you have to have a partner to take you out when you can take yourself out on and a also, date? also, if you're not in a romantic relationship on Valentine's Day, why can't you still date? You can date yourself. You can. Uh, we did positive affirmations. You hated that. I absolutely detested that. We did journaling. Ugh. Well, I didn't actually do journaling. Well, then you wouldn't know if it works, would you? I just couldn't. You can. That's a silly thing to say. Because I did. I told you. We had this whole conversation. I journaled for years and years and years and years. And you then didn't I had... journal. You wrote a diary. Same shit. It's not the same <laughs> shit. It's not the same I'm shit. I'm never going to journal. I was in the gym the other day and there's these guys in there and they're like real like bodybuilders and mm. they're always in there. Anyway, this one guy, I got talking to him and I was telling him about my book and he's like, oh, I've tell this other guy that his training partner... I journal every day. I mean, this guy does not look like a journaler. I know that is... What does a journaler look like? Exactly. But this guy's like a real alpha male with big muscles and he's very into the gym and he looks like he drinks a lot of protein shakes, Yeah, you know? So Mm. when he said, oh yeah, I journal every day and he's actually so in touch with his emotional needs, I was gobsmacked. Wow. So my point is, if he can journal, you can journal. I don't want to journal. I don't want to journal. I, I do not want to journal. End of sentence, full stop. No. Exclamation mark. How do you feel about some of these practices that we did? What, now? Now, and are but you still you doing think, any of them? Well, I was going to ask you, can I just ask a, a, a question before that? Go on. Do you think that all of the practices that we have done mm. have helped you develop a better relationship with yourself? Some of them. Some of them like i really really liked the taking yourself out on a date week i got such a lot out of that day did you yeah i dressed up properly i took myself to town i spent an hour like in a really nice bookstore it's a real act of self-love that isn't it you know what had a great day yeah and and the best bit was like no one else there to be like, oh, can we go yeah. now? Yeah. Oh, are you hungry yeah. now? Oh, do you want to go home now? Like I made all those decisions for myself. Yeah. I stayed as long as I wanted yeah. in each place. I went home when I wanted. You wore heels though, didn't you? It was an error. I wore heels. That was the only error of the day. I wouldn't yeah. do that again. Um, After I really... trekking around London. <laughs> yeah. Not but great. I got a lot out of that. Yeah. I took myself to Barry's, didn't I? Barry's boot camp. Oh, I also got a lot out of that because it's something I've wanted to do for ages mm. and I never make the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And I did. I took mm. myself off one Sunday morning mm. whilst my family was still asleep mm. and I had a great time. I even bought myself a smoothie from their smoothie you cafe did. after. And it was something that I've wanted to do for so long and allow, gifting myself that time was very special. Did you feel in any way selfish gifting no. yourself that no, day? No, no. But when I first had the kids, 
and I started to go to the gym. I did feel very selfish for taking the time out to go to the gym. Yeah. And it took me a good four or five years to drop that. I don't feel selfish now. Now it's an absolute necessity in my life and it helps everybody in my family that I do go to the gym. Um, so it took a long time to drop it. Mm. And that was a learning mm. because we're not encouraged as women to prioritise our own needs, especially as a mother. Well, yes, and then there's all this bullshit about take some time for yourself, have a bath. Well, no, what I'd like to do is be clean and also have time for Well, myself. you know how I feel about that. <laughs> you know how I feel about that. We've talked I about know. that a lot we have. on here. And I'll say it again. A bath is not taking time for yourself. It's a fucking bath. It's basic hygiene. It's basic hygiene. Yeah. That is not self-care. It is dressed up as self-care. I mean, it's not self-care for a man. Why would it be self-care for a woman? Have a fucking bath. No. That is a fundamental basic need. Yeah. You want to take some time for yourself? Do what Lauren did, go out into town and go to a bookshop and swan around or take yourself off to an exercise class you want to try for ages. That is taking time for yourself yeah. or meeting a friend for coffee or yeah. doing something really gorgeous and really lovely, but not cleaning your body. <laughs> you know, I agree. Totally. I agree. had a friend that used to have to ask her husband's permission. I swear to God for when she was washing her hair. Yeah. And I remember they're not together anymore. Funny really? Enough. No, that's funny. <laughs> and I remember saying to her once, why are you asking his permission to wash your hair? She goes, oh, because of the kids. She had a whole list. And I said to her, you know what? You should not be asking him if it's okay if you wash your hair. You go upstairs, you get in the fucking shower, you wash it. It is not whether he says yes or no. No, don't do that. No. That really, I was so upset. Yeah. I, I would because that be is not coming that. from self-love. No, it is not. So should we tell the listeners which practices we chose for the book? Self-love practices we chose for the book. Yes, but we're not going to go into them no, now. No, we're not going to go into them now. We're just going to tell you the three that we chose. Because everything in the book is free. So they had to be things that cost you nothing. And they had to be things that we felt added to your self-care toolbox. Yeah. So we chose three. We chose being your own best friend. Yes. Great practice. We chose vabbing because we couldn't leave that out. Being your own best friend, that was a hard week. It was um, it was a hard week for both of us. We both had little bits in that week where we were not really best friends to ourselves. You know, you were COVID. There are so many ways in which I am my own best friend. There really, really are so many ways. And then there are so many ways where I'm not. Mm. It's weird, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I would say exactly the same applies to you. Yes, I I would completely agree with that. Yes, yeah. And but, uh, but now looking back on it, would you say I am my own best friend to myself? Yeah, no. But I would say I am pretty good friend to myself. I would say I am my own best friend. Nice. I mean, I don't speak that nicely to myself. Well, then all the that's time. not being your well, own best friend. But I do have my own back. Yeah. And I do really trust myself. I, I really trust myself. And I do show up for myself. Yeah. As do you. Mm. We're pretty good at it. I think we are. But, I, but that's because we've practiced all of this stuff. We've and practiced we've, a lot of stuff. And, we've, and it works. It does. It works, right? And the third practice we chose is self-celebration. Which... Did you tell them the second one? Yeah. Vabbing. Yeah. Being your own best friend and self-celebration. But... Mm. Self-celebration, we're still, we're still learning that one, aren't we? But these things don't have a finite date on them. It's not like, oh, I did that once. Yeah, I got that licked. It's, that's not how this work works. No. It's a constant process and a constant learning. And you can check in with all different tools at different times, depending on what's going on in your life. So let's have a chat about how people can cultivate more of this, more self-love into their lives. But we're not going to talk about what's in the book. No. Are we? We're so not. obviously we've got those three practices. Yeah. Obviously we tell you all about those three practices, how to practice them, how to manage yes. them. Yes. Why you should do it. Our experience and of trying ours, them. And our experiences. Yeah. So we, we're going to just bypass that because yep. we're going to hope and pray and invite you to buy the book um, and so that you can enjoy it. And we're going to give you a few more tips and tools yeah. in how to cultivate more self-love. Yes. Self-compassion. 
That's number one. It's number one. It's huge. You were terrible on Self-Compassion Week. I was so bad at Self-Compassion Week. My dog got attacked by another dog. It was a really awful morning for the dog, as I said on the show. I was with you. It was terrible. And I ended up eating some ice cream, which I don't even like, ice cream, on the sofa and then was really mean to myself about it. And you went fucking mad. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would not... Just would not have any self-compassion about the day. <clears throat> have you got any better at that? I'm not sure if I have. I, I said to you at the beginning of the show, like I could do with a little bit more of that. That's probably my, where I fall down. Why don't you say that again? I could do with a lot more of that. A whole lot of more. I, you know, in some areas I'm pretty good. Self-compassion, not my top strength. No, it's definitely so, not mine either. Yeah. It's definitely not mine. Um, speaking kindly to yourself, mm. right? Mm. It's about catching, you know, this is another thing. You've got to catch that nasty dialogue like I did when you were talking about the apple what's-her-face dessert mm. you were making. Um, you've got to catch it. And the only way that you can change it is by catching it, noticing it, and then challenging it. Right? Yeah. What's the nasty thing you've said to yourself today? No, today I've been all right. I have, I have, I have been a bit mean to myself because I didn't take the dog for a long enough walk. So, oh, I, what did I, you say? Well, I was like, you don't prioritize him, and that was selfish and quite lazy. So that was very selfish mean. and lazy. Wow, yeah. Yeah. that's not very nice. No, it wasn't very nice. But anyway, that's what I did. No, well, that, so let's do this now. Let's do the exercise now. Well, or you can do it with me if you don't want to. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Do it with you. Okay, what have you done? Yeah, well, I'm telling you about the apple thing. Oh, okay, go on. What was it, apple? It's just an apple compote. Apple compote. So I... I'll give jumped, you some tomorrow. I jumped in... It's not about the apple compote. I jumped into, oh, you don't do that. You waste your apples. You throw them away. That's not good. Why aren't you doing that? It's okay. not nice, is it? Well, it's a little unnecessary, I'd say. It's very unnecessary. So I've caught it. Uh, I'm aware of it. And now I'm going to challenge it. Is that necessary? Oh, this cut. This brings us on to our next thing. This brings us on to our next. And this is an acronym which I love, and you might have heard it before. And it's called the is the Think acronym. Mm -hmm. T H I N K. Yes, I know they know how to spell think. T is it true? H mm -hmm. is it helpful? Mm -hmm. I is it inspiring? N is it necessary? K. Is it kind? Mm -hmm. So grab the thought mm -hmm. and then use the THINK acronym. Mm -hmm. So the thought is you should be making apple compote and not wasting apples. Yeah. Right. Is it true? Uh, No, I shouldn't. don't have to make apple compote. Do I? You, you don't have to make apple compote, no. <laughs> <laughs> is it helpful? To who? To, to myself. No. Not massively. I don't think it's massively helpful to beat myself up about something I haven't done when it didn't even hit my awareness about it. Is it inspiring? It is definitely not inspiring to beat myself up about not making apple compote. Is it necessary? No. Absolutely not. And is it kind? No. No. It's not. No. Let's do yours. Let's do yours about the dog. Okay. Well, is it true that he deserved a longer walk? Yes, that is true. That is true. How long did you walk in for? Sorry, it's true. Like about 13 minutes. Right. But didn't the vet tell you not so long ago that he can only really manage a 15 minute walk now? Yeah, but multiple ones a day. But yes, that is true. Okay. Yes. Well, it's yeah. still only 10 o'clock in the day. Okay. Isn't it? Yes. So that's is it true? true? No, but I say that with great reluctance. Why? Because Why? I because I like I would have liked him to have had a really big run, but the truth was I decided to have a shower and dry my hair and make the apple compote. And so I ran out of time before coming to you to come to the studio. And so he was the one that suffered. And I feel a little bit guilty and selfish because of that. Because he's a living creature and he deserved a better walk than the one I gave him. And that was my fault. So now I feel a little mean. Is it helpful? No. Is it inspiring? Definitely not inspiring. Is it necessary? No. And is it kind? No, but it also wasn't kind to him. But you took him out. I did. You took him out. And now he's at home with Miley and he's very happy. And this is not a this is not a neglected dog. 
He's definitely not neglected. And you know what? When we go back home, I can take him out for a little walk at lunchtime. You can. And then I don't need to feel guilt and I can repair it. But you didn't need to feel guilty anyway. I didn't, but But I did. For washing your hair and having a shower, you know? I know. What would you have done? Come unshowered? Just been speedier. Got up you're not, you're not letting go of this, are you? No, I'm finding it hard to. It's really interesting. I really love him and I really feel like he deserves... You know what? If it was me and the dog and I... Well, I hadn't walked her this morning, but Adam did walk her. So yeah. I don't have to carry that guilt, but often I do. Yeah, because I feel like you should never have a dog unless you are going to be but this responsible. Isn't, but it's not about the dog. It's about you beating yourself up because it is what it is. Yeah. So carrying that thought around with you, making yourself feel bad is not... Helpful, inspiring, necessary, or kind. It's not any of those things. It's not any so, of those things. So take the thought, use your THINK acronym, yeah, and see if you can let go of it. Okay. And perhaps replace it with a kinder thought. I guess the kinder thought is he has had 15 years of being very, very, very well-walked, well-loved, indulged, and always taken care of. And one morning where he has a slightly shorter walk is not the end of the world. There you go. That's a much, much kinder thought. I'm not sure what mine is about the apple compote. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's... Yours could be, if I have some apples that look like they're past their best, I'll give them to Lauren and she'll turn them into something and then there's no guilt on anyone's part. Yeah. You could just do that. I could do that. Or I could just make the apple crumble. But it's not about that. It's like, I don't need to beat myself up for all the things I don't do. I tell you what the kind of thought is. Why don't you congratulate yourself for the things that you do? Like being in a gym at seven in the morning, which I would never be able to do. So there you go. And you know what? I really want to reply to that, but I have stopped myself because this is another horrid thought. Yes, but it was only Pilates and you didn't work out properly. No, stop that. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? No. It's another. No, 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 no. None of None of those. Because every time you said it about me being in the gym at 7 a.m., that thought has crept up. Doesn't count. You only did Pilates. Um, It totally counts. And if I was doing that a couple of times a week, I would feel like I was bossing life. So, no. Thank you. Cut that shit out. I'm just saying, it. you know, it's very easy for you to say to me about the thought not being true, helpful, inspiring, necessary or kind. But when it comes to yourself, it's so much harder to apply because you're really clung on to it, just like I'm clung on to the 7 a.m. Pilates class. Of course, because it's impossible to be objective about yourself. But I think this little acronym is very helpful. Very nice. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's very good. Um, A few other tips, Mm. if you're listening at home, is engage in things, behaviours and people who help build up your self-esteem and self-love. Yeah. Example. You really enjoy gardening, but you never make any time for it. Carve out that time for yourself, even if it's 10 minutes at first. You know, it's an act of self-love to allow some gardening in your life because you love it. Mm. And that's enough. Mm. It's enough of a reason. And what you are doing in those moments of giving yourself the 10, 20 minutes of gardening is you are reminding and teaching yourself that it is important. It's important to you and it is important to your needs. And you are behaving in a way that reinforces this message that you matter. Yeah, I love that. And I also think exactly the same counts for spending time with people who treat you well and respect you and raise your self-esteem. Because I think when you are spending your spare time with those people what you're absorbing from it is I am worthy, I am loved, I am lovable. Mm. And I think if you are spending time with people who drain you, who bring you down or who put you down, that is what is sinking into you, right? Oh, I'm not much fun. I'm not a nice person. I'm not really worthy. Well, you take on their energy, Mm. don't you? Mm. Or you take on energy that's around you. So I think that's vital. And it's harder to keep your energy positive and bright and in a good, mm. healthy space. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Isn't it? So who? In, so a few questions to ask yourself as we c- conclude this episode. Mm. Who in your life lifts your mood? Who inspires you? Who makes you smile? Who believes in you? How often do you allow for these people to be in your life? Are they in your immediate life? Are they present like once or twice a year kind of person? Make more time for them. If someone has just popped into your head as I ask those questions, send them a text. Mm. So do you want to hear something really spooky that happened to me yesterday? Yeah. As I was going through this show, someone popped into my mind. Mm -hmm. 
um, my friend Claire, and I haven't spoken to her or seen her in ages, probably since I think oh. I saw her the last time you saw her Where in was her office. I think that might have been the last time that I saw her. That was a really her. long time ago. I reckon that was nine, ten months yeah, ago. Yeah, at least. Ages, yeah. ages and ages. Yeah. Um, anyway, she popped into my mind yesterday and I thought, I must, I must get hold of her. I must see how she is. Haven't seen her in ages. I then popped to Brent Cross Shopping Centre with my husband because he came to Zara with me to get me a pair of jeans, which is very nice of him. And I bumped into her. Oh, that's weird. Sometimes you manifest people into your life, right? It's law of attraction. Yeah. It's total law of attraction. Anyway, she stood there. She said, oh, hi. I, my mouth, I swear to God, dropped to the floor. And I said to her, I can't tell you how weird this is. I was literally about to text you today. And then obviously I forgot. Um, the universe wants us to see each other. Yeah. So I'm seeing her next Friday. Lovely. You know? Good. There you go. Love it. Making space for the people that elevate you. Yeah. They're really important. Yeah. So that's brilliant. Okay. I hope that was in some way helpful and inspiring. I feel quite inspired and peppy now. Good. I do. I do. I feel like my guilt of the morning has been lifted. So thank you for that. Because I was carrying that like a little stone around my neck. Has it lifted? Because you were very reluctant to let go of it. You know what? It has lifted a bit. So thanks for that. It has. Because he's, by the way, at home really happy. He's fine. He's absolutely fine snuggled up with your husband where he normally is when yeah. we leave him yeah yeah he's happy as anything yeah. and he's probably had treats i'm sure um so that's our show before we sign off we have a new segment coming on a wednesday oh, yes it's called midweek meltdown mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we are reading out your midweek meltdowns um and we will share some of our own just because you know sometimes it's nice to feel like you are going through the same thing and that everyone can relate to each other in the same way because nobody, nobody puts their meltdowns on social media. No, No, only their highlight reel. Only their (laughs) highlight reel. So you know what? This is the place for a little bit of honesty. So please send them in to us and let us know how you're getting on, what you're struggling with, uh, or something funny that's happened or some question that you want us to answer. Um, And we will be back on Wednesday and Friday. And we'll see you then. Bye.